Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. And we're back at you with another episode of the Arabic with Sam podcast. If you can hear the mukayyif, if you can hear the air conditioning in the background, then ana asifun jiddan walakinni ana lastu muta'awwidan ala al-jaw huna hatta al-an ana sakantu huna lisanatayn walakin hatta al-an ana lastu muta'awwidan ala al-jaw. Subhanallah. Sorry, just a little ramble there. If you can hear the air conditioning behind me, then I am sorry, but I'm just not used to the weather here. I'm not used to the weather here. Um, I've been living here for two years, but, um, you know, that's what um, thousands of years of white man genes uh, does to you. You don't manage to acclimatize to uh, 32 um, degrees Celsius, please, for the Americans out there. Um, you don't acclimatize to that in just senatain, in just two years. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's get into it. So today I want to talk a little bit about some Arabic grammar with you guys, inshallah. Um, because um, there's a little bit of grammar which is often neglected in the Arabic programs. Um, when we come to the numbers, of course, we talk about numbers, and numbers are a much dreaded uh, part of Arabic programs. In fact, I think one of the best abilities of intermediate-level Arabic students is scaring away complete beginners. Um, by saying, oh, have you heard how hard numbers are? Have you heard how hard colours are? You know, I remember it. I remember it when I was a first year in my Arabic degree, second year students used to love telling us things like that, about how frightening those things were. But um, fear not, uh, this lesson will not, be, um, will not be terrifying. So usually when we teach the numbers, we talk about what we call the cardinal numbers, and we say, this is how you say three houses. You say, or this is how you say... Um, you know, whatever. This is how you say four men. You'll say arba'atu rijalin, for example. Okay, but what about if you wanted to say the four men? What if you wanted to say the five pillars, the three kings, the one time, the two teams? So in today's episode, I want to talk about the definites of using the numbers between one and ten. Because usually the programs just teach this kind of indefinite, this like four men two cars, um, and things like that. I mean, two has its own rules, which we'll go into, inshallah. So let's go through them from one to ten. How would we say the one thing, or the two things, or the five things? And there's lots of these that are very, very useful. Um, yeah, so I thought it'd be a very useful episode of the podcast for us to do, inshallah. So, um, okay, so let's start with the number one, okay? If we wanted to say the one man, Okay, the number one in the Arabic language, we essentially just use it as a cipher. We essentially use it as an adjective. We would say, the one car. As-sayyaratul wahida. Okay, or the one time. Al-marratul wahida. For example, the one time that you do something. Okay, that has its own rule. Okay. For number two. For number two, we have this wonderful thing in the Arabic known as al-muthanna, known as the dual in the Arabic language, where you can essentially bypass the number two in many cases and just use the dual of a word. So, two men, for example, is rajulani. The men, the two men rather, is arrajulani. You guessed it. And uh, the good news is there's no change on the end. There's no tenween you're going to worry about with the duals. There's no such thing as rajulanin. Okay, you, you don't need to say rajulanin. It's always rajulani or arrajulani for two men or the two men. And that applies to all nouns, really, across all of Arabic. So we have the great joy of, for the number one, 
we simply use an adjective, um, which of course has to agree in gender as well. We have the dual for the number two. Okay, and then here's where we come to the tricky bit between the numbers three and ten. So, if I just recap on how we use those numbers in a very typical manner. So, if we are saying, for example, if we are for, saying, for example, sittatu kutubin, six books, sittatu kutubin. So, the number sitta, six, kutubin. There's a few rules here, I believe there's four, so we'll go through them, inshallah. So, number one, the number must be reverse gender. So, for example, a kitab, in this case, a book, is masculine. So, we must use the number before it in the feminine. I know that this blows the minds because we spend so much time when we're teaching Arabic grammar telling our students that agreement is very important in the Arabic language. And it is for most of the time. But then when we come to these numbers and we learn this thing called reverse gender, it uh, throws a spanner in the works a little bit. And it only applies to the numbers in Arabic from 3 to 10. No, none others in all of Arabic. It's only the numbers from 3 to 10. So um, the number must be reverse gender from what we call the counted noun. The noun must be plural, okay, with the numbers from 3 to 10, and only the numbers 3 to 10, actually. Thus, um, why I said kutubin. I didn't say kitabin, I said kutubin, the plural. So those are the two things we started with. Number one, reverse gender. Two, must be plural. Three, it must be majrur. Okay, so I said kutubin, right? Sittatu kutubin. And what's the fourth one? It's escaped my memory at the moment, but inshallah will come back to me. Um, okay, so one that is important is the reverse gender one. Okay, the reverse gender one is going to be important here, but the rest of them are actually not, I don't think. So let's go through some examples. So, so for example, um, let's do, I was going to say the two sahihs, because that is important in Islamic studies. So we would say as-sahihain, the two or as-sahihani, the two sahihs. You know, obviously that, that's kind of a, a term that we use when referring to the sahih of Bukhari and the sahih of Muslim. You refer to them as the sahihain or sahihan, depending on what case the sahihain or sahihan are. Okay, what about saying the four imams, let's say, the four imams. So when we come into these numbers between 3 and 10, we're going to keep the idea of reverse gender. And um, so that you need to bear that in mind. But other than that, it's essentially just an adjective, the same way that wahid was. So the same way that we would say the one imam, we would say al-imam al-wahid, the one imam. We'll do that same thing, but with the plural. Okay. So we have al-imam. Al-a'immatu al-arba'a. So we have al-arba'a, the number arba'atu, um, after al-a'imma. Al-a'immatu al-arba'atu. Okay, the, the four imams. Okay, al-a'immatu al-arba'atu. Okay, here that looks like there's agreement in gender because a'imma has a tatmar bota on the end. But, the, but it's actually, it's actually because arba'atu is reverse gender with imam. Imam is a masculine word, it's the singular which it must have reverse gender with. And this is the same with the sittatu kutubin that I mentioned. Sittatu, it's not about being reverse gender with kutub. It's about being reverse gender with kitab. Okay, so we'll have al-a'immatu al-arba'atu. The imams, the four. 
right? We're literally using it as a, as a cipher, but considering the reverse gender with the singular. That's what's going on. Okay, number five is a more is an exciting one because we have the five nouns as like a concept that we learn in Arabic grammar, and the five verbs is a concept that we learn in Arabic grammar too. So students who did one of my previous programs, the Arabic in 60 Steps program, or students of ours now on um, uh, on uh, Quranic Arabic Unlocked, Arabic Unlocked, um, you will see us talk about Al-Asma'u Al-Khamsa. Al-Asma'u Al-Khamsa. So Al-Khamsatu is in the feminine because it is reverse gender with is with ism. Okay, an ism, a, a noun in this case. The five nouns are al-asma'u the, the nouns, the five. Right, and much like al-af'alu al-khamsa, the five verbs. Good. What the five verbs are and what the five nouns are, we can do them in another lesson, inshallah, if you're interested. Um, but now probably isn't the time for it. Okay, what about the six? Okay, I talked about six books earlier. I said, I said, sittatu kutubin. Okay, that's how you say six books. But what about the six books? Okay, the six books is another hadith term, right, to refer to kind of the six um, most referenced um, but books of hadith. It does not include the Musnad of Imam Ahmad, um, but it includes um, uh, the Sunan of Ibn Majah, um, um, you know, the work, obviously, Bukhari and Muslim and Abi Dawood and Nasai. Um, yeah, so, so anyway, there's like six, Tirmidhi as well. So there's six, and we refer to these as Al-Kutubu Sittatu. Al-Kutubu Sittatu. Sittatu being used as a, like an adjective here. It's like a sifa. Um, but it still has the same principle of being reverse gender. Okay, and then what about the seven? Okay, so we talked about an example with three, four, five, six. What about seven? So, for example, if we'd say seven, there's actually a song that my... My son, Yusuf, um, came home from school singing. He learned it at school um, to learn the days of the week. Ayyamul usbu'a sab'a. Okay, the, the, the seven days of the week. Dun ahadu wal ifnain. Dun ahadu wal ifnain. Whatever it was, right? You can probably find it on YouTube. Just type in Ayyamul Usbu'a Sab'a or something. The Seven Days of the Week song. Sab'a, Sab'a, Ayyamul Usbu'a Sab'a. Anyway. So, okay. Ayyamul Usbu'a Sab'atu. Okay, it'll be Sab'atu because it is reverse gender with Yawm. One singular Yawm. A Yawm is masculine and Sab'atu seven days. Um, I mean, in, in the case of ayyamul usbu'a, um, that's an ilbafa, actually. Um, but it, it's definite. It, it's, it's definite and it's masculine anyway. Ayyamul usbu'a, seba'a, and seba'a being reverse gender with, um, with, with actually with both yawm and seba'a, but yawm is the important one here. Okay, so that's an example with seven. Okay, so at this stage, you might be thinking, Sam, Sam, how do you know that it's actually reverse gender? Like, to be honest, we see an agreement in gender, actually, because all the things you're talking about are plural, and non-human plurals we treat as feminine singular anyway. And that, that rule wouldn't really apply to imma, anyway, because obviously imams are humans. But with this example with... Um, uh, another example with seven, sorry, not, not eight just yet, is when we learn about the seven heavens, you have as-samawatu seba, not seba'a, with a term bought on the end. Why? Because sema is feminine. The word sema is feminine. Okay? So, um, yeah, so that's why you have a sema word to sebe. 
you, you will not use seba'ah. If, if you search as to seba'ah, you won't have a tatmadbuta on the end of seba'ah. Okay, it would just be seba'ah. As samawatu sab'u. Because sab'u will be reverse gender with sama'. Okay. Very nice. Um, with eight, I have the example of the planets actually. Al kawakibu thamaniyatu. Al kawakibu thamaniyatu. The eight planets. Um, depending on how you categorize them, but I think it's generally agreed these days um, that, um, that Pluto is a, um, is a Qazam, it's a dwarf planet. So yeah, eight planets. The, the eight planets. Very nice. Um, and then just to give examples of nine and ten, maybe I can't think of like iconic seven, like seven heavens, forty merms, you know, five verbs. I can't think of examples that are sort of iconic with nine and ten. But uh, nonetheless, we would say, for example, if we were to say the the nine days, for example, so we'd say the days al ayam al ayamu tisatu al ayamu tisatu. Okay, because we use tisatu, the number nine. In reverse gender with the yom. Okay, what about um, let's say ten pages? Okay, a sofha, a sofha is a page. Okay, but sofha is a feminine noun, so we'd say the ten pages. A sofhatul ashru. Okay, a sofhat because it's the plural of sofha. The pages, the ten. Right, but ten al ashru will be reverse gender with the sofha. Because a sofha is just one page. Okay. Good. That's everything for today. Hopefully we've learned some new vocabulary. We've been introduced to a new topic. We've been introduced to some iconic phrases as well that we use in Islamic studies uh, regarding hadith and um, important concepts that we have in the Quran also. So I think that's plenty for today, inshallah. In tomorrow's episode... Uh, what are we doing tomorrow? Oh, I've got another, I've got a Quranic gem for you tomorrow, inshallah. Um, tomorrow, um, and something I would like to build a series on. I don't know if it'll be regular, like every Thursday we do this, or every Friday we do this, but something I would like to build a playlist on, inshallah, is um, sort of expressions, but not really idioms, but sometimes where you see combinations of verbs and prepositions that don't make obvious sense to you as a student. Um, and to go through a number of those, because sometimes you might see a particular verb and you might look it up and still the A might not make sense. So I'd like to go through some of these kinds of combinations and perhaps some more idiomatic stuff, uh, maybe as well, that aren't obvious when you look up the individual words. Um, and we'll make a little bank of resources for those things to help you guys, inshallah ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum.